What's up, Garage Holics? Coming back at you. It's Jelly. Tsunami. Uh, doing the podcast. Uh, sorry for you guys, loyal listeners. Stingray, I'm talking to you specifically. I know you listen to it to get through work. Uh, coming at you a little bit late in the week, but as we went over in the water video, furniture kicked my ass. Yeah, tech and stuff. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm really upset because I'm supposed to be getting a couch from uh, Brandon, neighbor of the garage. Yeah, yeah. That's where I got that chair. And uh, if a chair does that, I don't know what a three-seater will do. Three seats, two recliners. I'm in trouble. That could look like a like a train wreck. Yeah. Derailment. Yeah. Uh, I'm about to be like, it's gonna be a beat down. I think. Luckily, it's coming out here, so okay, it's okay. gonna be in your bedroom. Yeah. True. So <laughs> uh, I'll have to worry about yeah. it. You might have to worry about this one. I might get jealous. Yeah. True. Um, so we want to come at you uh, like we always do with some quick hitters. Um, welcome back, Kyrie Irving. I still don't owe you an apology. Glad you had to give all the money back. Um, I know that became a source of big controversy. I got into an argument with a bunch of NBA fans on some of the pages I shared it with, um, saying, you know, he contributes more to his team and makes more money for his organization than you do. Because my big thing was he should have his money taken away. He didn't go to work, shouldn't get the money. Right. I don't even know that he should have been fined the extra money. I just thought that was funny because um, 50000 But what's he going to do? 50000 He doesn't care. Um, now, I do want to give him a shout out. Um, I don't have the information in front of me, but they did kind of make me feel like an asshole because they put out all the charitable work yeah. that he's done. Like, just to, I think just to try to take some of the heat off of him. Right. Um, yeah, like the Breonna Taylor and different things. He bought George Floyd's. George Floyd's. Uh, family a house or something. Yeah, yeah. Donated 250 meals or some. I don't know. He's done a lot of good stuff. So on that side, kudos to you. You're a great guy, but on the side of showing up for your teammates and playing the game that you love, you suck. Now, I was listening to The Herd today. I had to go get a car, and I always turn the radio on, get as much sports in as I can while I'm out. And he posed a pretty good question. Um, is Kyrie going to be able to fit in now that Harden is with the Nets? Harden and Durant are averaging 30 apiece. Yep. Um, well, he's, he said this. He said he's either going to be the odd man in or the odd man out. You know, it's, it's, that's a tough question because when Russell, Katie, and Harden were together in Oklahoma, there was an odd man out, and that was James Harden. I think they were too young then, though. Well, that's true. I, I, I guess I shouldn't. But the point of it being is that Harden was the odd man out, and, and all the three team players where they're all scorers, I've never seen a team succeed. So, like, you take the Golden State Warriors, yes, Clay's a scorer, Stevens a scorer. KD is the scorer, but they had the role players around them. This is going to be a three-man system with yeah. a bunch of guys who are just on the court for space. Yeah. So I've never seen that work. And also, Kyrie's coming back to a position where, or a team where, you know, he was the one, he was the point guard, and yeah. um, everybody I listened to on the radio today seems to be in the same vein, thinking that Harden's going to be bringing the ball up and Kyrie's going to have to play off the wing um, because Kyrie just... For as much as he handles the ball, they say he averages like five or six assists a game. Like, Yeah, I think the last game he played before he decided to take a leave of absence, I think he had close to 30 and like four assists or something, five yeah, assists. It and wasn't five and a half. It wasn't much. I mean, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with as long as they keep their egos in check. It's going to be stupid out there. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. They're going to have to – it's probably set up for them to play the Lakers now. Yeah. I mean, really. I would have I to mean, agree. Shout out to LeBron missing a game winner the other night and the Warriors coming back from 13 down to beat them 115-113. This is true. I mean, chalking up W's where we can. Yeah, you always want to just <laughs> put that little jab in Tsunami's back. Hey, I mean, it happens. But, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the Lakers are absolutely dominating the Warriors that entire game. And then yeah. Just 34-point yeah. fourth quarter will get you every time. Um, and also... Um, one of our favorites from our NBA preview, uh, Luka Doncic, yes. uh, coming out and put up that triple double, and then basically apologized for it post game because uh, the team took the L and he said, you know, I was being selfish. We can't win when I'm being selfish. So well, that takes a big man, though. You know, he did a self aware. Lot. Yeah, he's self aware. You know, that's that's a great word for it. And you know, I still think Luka's a great MVP candidate. I still think he's going to handle business. 
Um, their record. Uh, but I feel like the NBA right now is pretty spread out record-wise. You know, yeah. you got a couple top tiers, and the rest are pretty, you know, even. So I mean, it doesn't get interesting until you get to the playoffs anyway. Right. And then speaking, staying in that triple-double vein, um, all of a sudden we become a big basketball show. Um, yeah. Shout-out LaMelo Ball. Also yeah. one of our preseason picks to click, and youngest player ever to record a triple-double. Record a triple-double, yeah. That was a great game. Watch some of that. So. I mean, how bad do you feel if you're that third ball brother? <laughs> like I kicked out of the league. Well, not the league, but the D league, the D league or G league or whatever. Well, yeah, whatever it is now. And and then you got two bros. One played for the Pelicans. The other played for the Char- for Charlotte. And it just they're doing their thing. And your your dad is kind of a jerk. Yeah. And you're just you know whatever. You're just that guy. He's like Cooper Manning. He'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, that's a good transition. Uh, they were talking about uh, Hall of Fame voting, obviously, is out. Um, Peyton Manning, uh, Megatron, Megatron, I think no question, first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, but they were talking about the retirement of Philip Rivers yesterday. Yeah. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? Man, and that, that's, we brought that up in the last podcast, and that's tough. I mean, I, like I said, I, a couple of people got on the post and said the same. I think Brandon Smith was one of them. The numbers are there. But the championships and the things that people look at as solidifying yourself as a great aren't. Fifth most passing yards of all time. Right. Fifth most passing touchdowns of all time. 17 years as a starting quarterback in the NFL. 252 consecutive starts. Um, And then I want to put this roadmap out for you. In the 17 years, this was his path to get to the Super Bowl. You have to beat Manning. Right. And you have to be Brady. Yeah. And pick a quarterback, Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, in the 17 years that Phillip Rivers uh, was in the league, only four quarterbacks in the AFC made the Super Bowl. Okay. I respect that. You know? So with that said, I mean, I mean, like I said, won, numbers. Excuse me. Won the Super Bowl. Four, only four quarterbacks in the AFC won the Super won Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. Right. Manning, Brady, Flacco. And Roethlisberger. Yeah. Or uh, Philip didn't, but Roethlisberger did too. So, I mean, I was saying, Philip. I mean, and we got Mahomes, but. Yeah. They're talking about from his era. Right. Philip has the numbers. And, you know, 252, you said, career starts. I mean, that's. Consecutive. Consecutive. Never missed a game. As a quarterback. He was a small market team, too. I mean, they didn't have, like, unlimited funds. I mean, who who do you really have on a team besides Gates and, you know, the guy? Danny and Tomlinson? Yeah, Ladanian. I mean, yes. Besides Gates, Ladanian. Jacked up David Boston. Uh, he had that guy who never really Chris had a Chambers. True girlfriend at one point. Yeah. The old Notre Dame guy. Yeah. Hey, um, he's starting for the Bears now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it's. I don't know, man. I don't know. He's got. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think he deserves it off numbers. I think so. He's got, he's got nine kids and wants to coach football in Alabama. So, yeah. He's got a high school gig. Um,. These guys are getting smart with lining up their gigs for after uh, their playing days. So, great transition. We're probably going to lose Drew Brees, too. Um, he hasn't made the official decision yet, but he's already got a contract with NBC. Okay. Um, they don't know what they're going to do with him. One of the things being kicked around is he may either be added to or replacing one of the guys in the Notre Dame booth. Um, oh, really? So, it might be Mike Tirico and Drew Brees, Tony Dungy and Drew Brees, or the two of them and Drew Brees. Um, is one of the things that they might ease him in with, um, or they may just put him on, you know, football night in America, get him in the NFL stuff, uh, because there's also a big free agent right now as far as contracts go. Um, Brady Quinn is also a free agent as far as broadcasters go, and he always said it would be a dream to come home and do commentating for Notre Dame. So there's a lot of stuff up in the air, but uh, it's nice for these guys to know that, what their next step is when they choose to take it. And they deserve it. I mean, Drew Brees got 80,000 passing yards. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's broke records, set records, broke his own record, and then set it again. Like, it's... He's six foot nothing. Like, yeah. he's literally like the old uh, paper football. He's like that guy where you got to pull his elbow back and just shoot the ball. That's what he does. He just leans straight back, can't see over his offensive line, won all those games. What he did for New Orleans was great. Um, was it was Saban the coach that turned him down? Was Saban coaching the Dolphins when he was a free agent? I, do I think so. so. Yeah, Saban. Like yeah. he should have been 
Well, maybe he wouldn't have won there, but I don't know. But he should have been in Miami. And then he went to New Orleans and he stayed loyal. He could have left a couple times. Yeah. I mean, he still got money on the contract. And then the last one I want to touch on, one I want to try to push into retirement, I think you'll agree with me here, Ben, it's over. <laughs> ben, Please. it's over. Please. He- Steelers win the Super Bowl if you retire this year. Hey, they say that if Drew Brees would have come out and Jameis would have played the game, they might be playing for an NFC championship. I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm just saying, like, Jameis almost fell asleep on the sideline. <laughs> he did. We're out, but I'm just saying, like, my Super Bowl is if you retire. $40 million. Yeah, $40 million. You guys owe him. And Juju can't be rebought. Like, there's gonna, there's a lot of issues right now in our front office. Oh, Juju, that's a good that's a good question, too, because it's been a while since we've gotten together, so we haven't really talked about any of this stuff. Um, they made a good point a couple days ago on the radio. Everybody got on Juju and vilified him for the TikTok dances and dancing mm-hmm. on the logos. But do you think they only made him the villain because you guys stopped winning games when he started that? Like, if he does that and you guys are winning games, is that the new craze? Like, people are, like, just following Juju and... Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's probably Actually, what you know Juju's who made that intention point? was. It was T.O. T.O. gave a great interview either yesterday or today on Pat McAfee's show. Okay. And he talked about... You know, being a villain, and he got vilified for, yeah, for celebrating and everything. Logos and he stuff. said, and now they got Showtime cams in the end zone. Right. He said, everything that I paved the way for, that I got in trouble for, right. is accepted now. But he Great made that point. Tio. The only reason that they were mad at him for what he did is because you guys are taking those L's. Right. If you guys do that and you're winning, they probably yeah push it forward. Him. Yeah. yeah. Make make a, a cam in the middle of the uh, of the. Logos. The logo or something, yeah, you know, mean, for the dance. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what it is, and it, that's just how fickle you know the media is, and winning solves everything. Well, and like the fickle comment by um, that one anal- uh, analyst who said, if uh, Patrick Mahomes is out, they should stop the NFL for a week so he can come back. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, uh, hey, circle the wagons. The Bills are coming to town. In what sport does that ever happen? I don't care who it is, Pat Mahomes. It don't matter. Josh Allen's coming. Yeah. I'm on the I'm on the wagon hard. You're wearing the colors today. <laughs> it's you know, I'm all in. And so uh, Ariel Hawani, uh, the UFC yeah. sport, sportscaster, he's a huge Buffalo Bills fan, and he was talking on the radio about uh, this will be the chant. He wants Tom Brady. So he's been a Bills fan his whole life. He wants it to be a perfect scenario. He wants the Bucks to beat the Packers. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't either. But he wants the Bucks to beat the Panthers. He wants the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. He wants. Tom Brady on the Bucks to be at home. First time ever that'll happen. And he wants the Bills to beat them because the Super Bowl is in Tampa where yeah. Scott Norwood shanked the field goal yeah. that cost him the Super Bowl. Yeah. He said he wants the fairy tale to come complete. That'd be sweet, though. I mean, Maybe he's got a little pull with Vegas so he can get that worked out. We'll see. Um, that's the last The last quick hitter I had this weekend. Connor's back in the ring, everybody. Yeah, Connor. Connor and Poirier. The assassin. We'll be over at, well, I'm going over to Jay's. I don't know what you're thinking. But. Uh, well, I got a party on Friday night, and it's Saturday night, so I don't know if I'll see Sunday if I do that, but we'll figure it out. Well, I'm not drinking, so. Yeah, well, I, I don't drink Monday through Friday now, so, well, Friday, work day. Yeah, let's, I'm going to work drink. Let's, let's figure that out. I drive cars for a living. Like, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Also, why I didn't go to work Monday? Thanks, concussion. Yeah. Um, but you think Connor, Connor wins? They say the winner gets Khabib. They think Dana's got him well, to I come thought, out of retirement. I thought Khabib retired. Yeah, man. no. Uh, everybody retires till Dana calls and says, "Hey, I got a check for you. You yeah. fill it in, I'll sign it." I, I, I mean, I hope because right now the Connor that I've seen, like I mean, just interviews, TV, workouts. The dude is yoked. He's a monster. He looks like a absolute problem. He's a, he's but a Khabib is a bad matchup for him because the size advantage. Yeah, well, uh, Jay and I were actually talking about that because he's way more into the fight than I am. I don't yeah. follow it as much. I, I'm a casual viewer at best. Um, I'll watch Pete. <laughs> what does Pat McAfee call it? Human cockfighting. I'll watch it. It's just, <laughs> you know, two guys beating the shit out of each other. Um, I'll watch it over boxing any day. Right. Um, but... Just those Russians, they got some different technology. Uh, like they to cut, it. cut the weight. Like he he walks around like twenty or thirty pounds heavier than what he is. Yeah. Like days before the fight, 
Yeah. And all of a sudden he makes weight, and then he comes back in, and he's just an absolute monster. Right. So my buddy, uh, he fights in the Michigan Fight League. He's a really good fighter. Uh, was looking to get to the pro circuit, and they made him fight a guy that was uh, 215 or 210, and he's 180. Yeah. Um, and he's he came out and apologized. He's like, Tuan, I, I just... He felt like a sack of potatoes. The dude literally laid on him for five rounds. I And he was like, he's just too heavy. I couldn't do nothing. I don't know the... I mean, I don't want to equate it too much because I've never been in a somewhere where somebody could punch me. But like when I was when I was wrestling, you can tell the difference. I used to weigh in. My junior year was the only year I did this. I weighed in at one eighty nine because they wanted three of us to weigh in. But I regularly wrestled heavyweight, which was above two fifteen because our two fifteen pounder was good. My cousin Josh, shout out, got to see him last night. That was cool. Um, he wrestled one eighty nine. So one eighty nine. 215 and then I was third man third best but I was better than the heavyweight we had at the time so I'm wrestling guys that weigh 260 pounds Ooh. and I weigh 189 Ooh. like it's it's rough I mean the only thing I had was stamina like right. I could just out outwork them and that was about it but I can't imagine if the guy is allowed to punch me in the face too like, right. like if he gets on top and can just throw haymakers in my mouth like I'm probably not going to survive either Understood. Like, like the old UFC like yeah. UFC one where it didn't there were no there weight were classes. No rules. Good luck. No weight classes. You just had to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's why the Gracies always wore those geese and right. wrap people up and shit. Yeah, uh, Daz was telling me about some guy that came out in socks because <laughs> he knew that if he had socks up to his knees, he had more traction, more grip, and he could slide around. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. okay, sounds sounds like it worked. I don't know. It's yeah, it's smart. So, uh, what well, I mean, you you ready to get into the segment? Yeah, or? might as well. All right, so segment one is you know kind of more personal about the two of us um and the same with segment two but you know we just want to bring it to you and you know when we let you know ours we want to hear yours so let us know what's up so my first question for you is what was your favorite player growing up overall specific sport overall and if you have to do two i respect it because in our time there were so many grades overall i mean my favorite player, and I think it's just because I play a lot of video games, and my dad was a big Raiders fan, and I think he'll always be my favorite. I think Bo Jackson's my favorite athlete of all time. Okay. Um, so he's I, multi-sport athlete. Yeah, I mean, well, and we were talking about this after the water thing, why I drink what I drink, because of how it's branded to me, and I'm a sucker for that. Um, Bo knows. Bo knows. You know, that marketing campaign was probably only as successful as it was because they didn't run the first commercial until the commercial break after he hit the leadoff home run in the All-Star game. Okay. He hits the leadoff home run in the All-Star game, absolutely smashes it, and then they go to commercial, and it's the Bono's commercial. Wow. Like, and they didn't they didn't know he was going to hit a home run. They right. just had the it was just time. commercial timed up there. And then if you listen to or watch the 30 for 30 on Bo, yeah, yeah. when he blew out his leg, he, the physical therapy he did was he could pull string and shoot a bow with his feet. Those, I mean, his legs, bro, were like horse legs. I mean, the only reason he hurt huge. himself is because he's too strong. Yeah, he yeah. Just posted and pulled his own hip out. That's what they said. Popped it back in, and he was bleeding out of the joint. Like they said, he was so fast and has so much power that his his hips and the rest of his body couldn't hold. Yeah, the force. When his uh, when his high school baseball coach showed up to take the job, he was out in the field shirtless. He thought he was the maintenance man. <laughs> he was a junior, I think. Like. I don't remember exactly. They said they used to get in crab apple fights in his neighborhood, and he would throw them through doors. That's nuts. He would throw them so hard that people would go in the, inside, and he would throw them through doors to hit him. Wow. Like, and then, I mean, ask Harold Reynolds about him. You seen that highlight yeah. where he throws him out, and Harold Reynolds immediately went in the clubhouse to watch the replay because he didn't believe it happened. <laughs> like, the guy was a freak of nature. And if you play Tech Bowl, you can't be the Raiders in my house. Uh, it's unfair. You, it's, it's banned. Yeah. He's literally the only person in video game history that has one play that works every time. It's, so it's got to be Bo. I well, mean, it's got to be Bo. Uh, football, baseball, he could do whatever he wants. Like, yeah, he could. What about you? So, for me, it's a two-part because – so, baseball was my first love. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, for that, it's it's Griffey. I mean, wow. I just wanted to be everything he was. I wasn't left-handed, which my son is. Super excited. I Kelly's try, left-handed. I tried the Griffey swing my entire <laughs> life. Just I just wanted to end in the swingman pose. <laughs> right. Like, I'd, I'd look – 
finish and look at my shoe. Do I look like that? Because I had the swingmans. Everybody yeah. had swingmans. Yeah, I did too. And then my second, um, but also top tie is Jerry Rice. Um, a lot of it, you know, he came from a small school nobody knew of. Mississippi um, Valley State. Yeah, he grinded hard. Uh, his book is phenomenal. I mean, he's just, he's just uh, like kind of like we talked about Frank Gore. You know, one yeah. of those guys that just showed up and got the job. <laughs> Pat done. McAfee today said, uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, because Frank Gore's still not done. Right. <laughs> like, we don't know for sure. Right. They said when Frank Gore goes in the Hall of Fame, he shouldn't get a bus. He should get a statue that greets you <laughs> that says, listen about this motherfucker. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, hey, Jerry Rice, T.O. today, on, or whenever it was, today or yesterday, I apologize, um, said, hands down, and this is coming from T.O., Terrell Owens, like, Very you guys know, himself. Jerry Rice, hands down, best wide receiver ever. Hands down, best wide receiver ever. He said it's not even close. Well, and, you know, Jerry, he wasn't the biggest, you know, he didn't have a lot of the... The things that, you know, Megatron or Randy, you know, size-wise. He did have back-to-back Hall of Fame uh, quarterbacks and a Hall of Fame yes, coach. Yes, he did. He did. He did. But, I mean, yeah, I just loved the way he, he played and who he was. So, you know, with that said, you know, going off of those three individuals, what was your individual dream? Um, uh, I'm weird when it comes to that. Uh, I, I knew early on that I was going to be five foot nothing. I didn't know I was going to be 400 nothing. I thought I was going to be like 200 nothing, maybe. Um, but I wanted to play fullback. Now, to you younger kids, fullback is the guy that lines up in front of the tailback, or used to, and just is like an extra offensive right. lineman. Mike Allstott. Mike Allstott. And that, Mike Allstott was a huge inspiration for me. I mean, Loved him. look that guy up. That guy's got shoulder pads bigger than most people. Yeah. Like, not, not bigger pads than most people's pads. Bigger pads than most people. I uh, went to Purdue, mm-hmm. played for the Bucks, got a ring down there yep. with Dungey and the guys. Uh, Corey Schlesinger for the Lions. Uh, he's got a foundation where uh, every face mask he broke, blocking somebody, he put on a plaque and donated money. Owen Schmidt from West Virginia, played on Pat McAfee's college team, played for the Seahawks. He's the guy that used to beat the shit out of his forehead with his helmet <laughs> and bleed before every game. Um, it's these guys. They're just cut different. Yeah. Uh, Patrick... Uh, Ricard for the Ravens, about the only one left, and he let he was second in receiving in the team the other day. Yeah. He's six foot three, three hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to be built like those guys. Okay. So I wanted to be those guys. Now that dream got crushed when I moved to Niles, Mishawaka. I, I played offensive line, but I did play a little bit of fullback. I played middle linebacker. Moved to Niles, first person I meet, Dave Janicki. You guys remember Coach Janicki? All you guys that played with me. Uh, he said, hey, babe, uh, here, you, here you play football. I said, yeah, I play football. What position do you play? I said, well, I play middle linebacker, and uh, I play fullback. I didn't even want to tell him I played line because I figured that's why, where I'd wind up. So uh, he said, okay, follow me. He took me down and introduced me to Lonnie Jones, Stacy Kasky, Marcus Lachey. They're all in class together or wherever they were. And he pointed at Lonnie. He goes, well, that guy plays halfback. And he runs about a 4-3, Think you can get out of his way? Well, I say no. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And then he points at Stacy, who you got Stacy. Uh, we're still friends on Facebook. You see this. Shout out to you. This guy is just absolutely yoked out of his mind. And he plays fullback. And he said, well, that guy plays fullback. Think you can be about? Maybe. Janicki said, well, I think you play guard. <laughs> and I said, you know what, coach? You're probably right. And then I transitioned to center because nobody wanted to step the ball. But... I mean, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play fullback. Um, I just, I didn't want to play line. I wanted the off chance to maybe get a handoff, you know, right. from the one. Um, I wanted to catch in baseball. Okay. They didn't let me because I was left-handed. Right. Uh, they took the glove out of my hand in high school. Mike Voda, thank you. Um, and then uh, other than that, I, I didn't really, I didn't play basketball. I, you can't go pro. Hockey, I didn't care about. But I really wanted to play football. And then I always wanted, I wanted to play football. I wanted to be on the Phillip Rivers path. I wanted to play football, and then I wanted to coach football. That was the goal the whole time. Yeah, so for me, you know, I was a, I had a little baseball skill. Yeah, you were um, an athlete. I didn't really. I had to fucking work at it. You had natural talent. Right. I didn't really expect or, or want to go to the MLB, though. Like, I mean, yeah, like, I would love to have had that, but I knew I wasn't. 
coming from where I came from, it wasn't going to happen. That, that might be the toughest ride to get in. I mean, you got to go through so many levels. Right. So for me, it was like, I want to be a Silverhawk. Because back when I was younger, it was the Silverhawks. And, yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, I want to be a Silverhawk and play at home where my friends and family can come and watch me. And then I found out they only make like $5,000 a season most of yeah. them. Which, and room with seven other guys. Right. Which <laughs> then was like, well, I don't know if I really want to be a Silverhawk. But no, that was really the goal and the dream as a kid was to be a Silverhawk. Because like, you know, going to those games. Oh, uh, the COVID. It was sweet. I mean, and. Shout out Andrew Berlin, the owner of the South Bend Cubs. Yeah. He just keeps dumping money in that place, and it's one of the best. I've been to a lot of ballparks around right. the country, and it's one of the best places you can go. Especially up, for a single A. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we're high A now. Yeah. We're not yes. low A anymore. Right. Uh, we, we survived the purge. They didn't cut South Bend, so yeah. we're still in. So, I mean, with that said, you know, like I kind of alluded that I learned and fought and figured out some things on my own, but like, what was the toughest lesson you ever had to learn? Uh, toughest lesson I ever learned, I was 12 years old. Uh, they're not gonna give it to you. Um, even if you earn it, sometimes you get screwed. Um, I think about guys like Pete Rose, who won't get into the Hall of Fame, they just won't right. vote him in. Uh, Charlie Hustle has 4,216 hits or something. I might be off on that, but it's pretty close. Um, Guy did nothing but win, play the game the right way. So what, he bet on baseball. I get it. You guys that have votes, you're absolutely terrible for not putting them in. The same thing I feel about the steroid guys. They earned it. They're not going to get in. I mean, it was the culture of the game. Maybe not everybody was doing it. I get it. But Everybody's doing something, though. Right. I think, I always think they should be allowed again. Because when was baseball more fun? Who wants to watch baseball right now? They're trying to put a time limit on it. You got openers and closers and middle guys and specific pitchers and this and that and bullshit. No, I want to see a guy hit a ball 550 feet. And Bonds gets a bad rep. Barry Bonds is one of the best hitters of all time, bar none. He was hitting home runs before the steroids. Whereas home runs going an extra 20 feet, maybe. He was still hitting home runs. But I was 12 years old. Same with Mark McGuire, too. He has one of the best... Best home run to at bat rate. Yeah, I think he has the best home run to at bat ratios of all time. And he, as a rookie, he hit like thirty nine or forty nine. Yeah. It wasn't like Mark just started shooting himself up and was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna hit home runs today." No, this dude was knocking <laughs> him out of the park in the beginning. He pitched at USC too. Yeah, he did. He, he went as a pitcher. Yeah. And then when we went to the league. That's when they changed him. Yeah. But I was twelve years old. I hit eight seventy five. Okay. For a whole season, eight seventy five. Okay. That's. Perfect, almost. Didn't make the all-star team. My dad had the deciding vote. And he said, I can't vote you in. I'd show favoritism. Right. So the lesson I learned is it doesn't... You can put the work in and still not get the accolades. So you have to decide early on what you're doing it for. Are you out there to get the the trophy and I gotta, people got to know who I am and this and that? Or you can, can you just show up to the ballpark and ball out? I mean... That's a different kind of human that can just show up and do it. And that's when I learned, that's when I, I got to put the work in. I just got to do my thing, and, and I can't really care about what other people think. Right. Great point. And for me, you know, it's – so some people know, some people don't, but I was born in Elkhart. Dad went to Central. Mom went to Northwood, Napanese, small school, both athletes. Dad's on the wall at Central, had scholarships all over the place. Um Big time scholarships at that, and my mom was a gymnast, so my brother and I both were blessed with, uh, like you said, the natural ability. But when my parents got divorced, we were living in government housing, and luckily my grandparents were wealthy enough, and we were fortunate to have them move us uh, down to Bremen, which is a small farm town, um, and get out of it, uh, out of the the ghetto, really, as some would call it, um, not the ghetto like Chirac or. Uh, <laughs> Or the Ninth Ward or Gary, but I mean Elkhart's hoods, South Bend's hoods are, are definitely not nice. I mean, not fun. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean you got rats, you got you got roaches, you got all that stuff, and you know killings and all that. But whatever. Um, but the, but the lessons I learned when I was there. So when I showed up to my first practice um, at uh, at Bremen, uh, there was a kid there, Tony Taj. We we're friends now. His dad Mike is like a big mentor to me in my life. Um, he, he was a good pitcher, one of the best, and they 
they hooked me up with this team, BIW, because they were like, oh, this is the best team and league team in, in the area. They're really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should pick up this kid. He's coming from Napanee. He's a stud, whatever. So Tony hit me like seven times in a row on purpose. And so I like started crying. I started crying because I was getting so pissed. Like when I was a kid, when I got mad, I'd start to cry because I just wanted to fight you. And so his dad pulled me around the shed and was like, okay, I'm going to tell Tony to pitch to you one time. And you got to not, you got to hit it. You got, I'm going to tell him, stop messing around. And they were trying to show like, cause I was obviously, let's just be honest. I was a black kid coming to an all white town. So goes to Tony and he's like, Tony, next pitch, throw it right. So Tony like gave like one of those, Ugh, like pissed off looks, comes back, throws it. And I was like, and I hit this bitch so far <laughs> that, and we were practicing at Lutheran's church. So it wasn't a fence. It was a backstop, but there was no fence. Yeah. Literally, the, the outfielders just, like, <laughs> ran out there and then halfway just stopped. So that happened. And then the next, so I was I was eight at the time. So the All-Star was coming up, and Tony's dad um, was the coach for that, well, one of the coaches. And they were like, um, well, we want you to come try out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, bet. So my grandma, shout out Gigi, best friend in the world, she takes me to the practice where it was supposed to be. Well, some of the boosters in the town and stuff found out I was coming. Practice gets moved. So then I finally make the team when I'm nine. Because, like, no no eight-year-old had ever made the team, but Rob Zellinger, whose dad's the vice president of First Source Bank, and then Tony made the team at eight. So I make it at nine. And then, like I said, then I go on in seventh grade, and I get cut from basketball because Mr. Lane says I was too short. <laughs> and, I mean, basketball was one of my best sports. I mean, basically, I don't know. It was really close at that time. I stopped caring about basketball after that seventh grade experience. But I guess for me, you know, what I learned is that, you know, it takes a lot of hard work even when people kick you and, and put you down in the ground. And so, and that was kind of my experience the whole time. Like, I was a shortstop on the all-star team. But then when we got to high school, I got moved to the outfield because somebody else's son Somebody, oh, yeah. another daddy's boy was, was the shortstop. So, you know, I, I just, I had to learn that, um, the whole time that, you know, you got to still show up, you got to still grind, um, even if people want to count you out. But where it hurt me, is I never put in the work. I never worked hard. Uh, that's my biggest regret. I, uh, I won twenty five matches my senior year in wrestling, and I apologize to all my teammates that are gonna watch this that. Uh, might tune into it. I put in minimal effort, right? And I still won twenty five matches. Like, I think about that all the time. Like, what, what did I cost my team? What could I have been? How much better could I have been? What could I have actually done? Like, right. it, it's like obviously for wrestling, for the most part, you're gonna go to college at the highest level, right? Then Olympics, and then it's about yeah. it. But the Olympics, and yeah. I, I. Believe me, I don't think if I would have put the work in, I was an Olympic wrestler. But, I mean, could I have won 40 matches? Could I have won 50, you know? Could you have made, like, Ferris State or one of those other... Yeah, something like that. Grand Valley, you know? Yeah, uh, something that had a program, but maybe. Um, but that's, yeah, putting the... You got to put the work in, and that's that's what irritates me um, the most now. I actually just shared a thing in our group that says... Uh, it's from Moneyball, one of my Ooh. favorite movies of all time, is... Uh, I hate losing more than I like winning, right. and it's a hundred percent true. Like that's why we made the changes we did to the Warriors family this year. Some of the ones um, I played with some people um, that just had to be dealt with. Like they weren't people that wanted to get better. Right. They weren't people that wanted to. They were literally people that worried more about who was bringing the food, who was bringing the tent, who was bringing the lawn chairs <laughs> while we were on game breaks then what are we going to do to get better? Right. And I fell into that trap. I'm not going to say that I was innocent in that. I, you know, that just became the culture that we were in. Like, we would start, it was like putting together soccer mom shit. Like, I'll bring the Gatorade, you bring knives. Like, and then guess what? We were out there barbecuing by one o'clock every Saturday. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I just, I, it, we, I had to start putting the work in. And that's what we started to do. So why why softball then? I mean that's a good transition to the second segment. Um, because it's the only thing around other than bowling which I lost passion for that old fat white guys can do. Um, so 
really ultimately what it came down to is uh, Jason Payne and I, you haven't met Jason, but we talked for years while I worked at Joey's and we bowled, hey, we should put a slow pitch team together. Hey, we should play softball. Hey, four, five, six years go by. We never did it. And eventually we did it. And uh, if you guys weren't there for the first good enough pub team, there is no video evidence for it. And there is a reason. Um, <laughs> and we were, that, that's the team that I was talking wow. about that we were one in 19. Um, we used to get outscored by 60. And, and teams would bat left-handed. It, it was bad. But um, we built from it. The camaraderie, I, the family feel that I got while I was out there, that's why I stayed in it. And uh, I actually want to give a lot of credit to Tommy Hollingsworth because I'd put two or three of those shit-ass teams together. And it wasn't for the lack of trying. We just didn't have any talent. Like, and I would try to recruit people, and every once in a while we get a sub, and they were really good, and everybody acted like they were God's gifted softball. Like, my team would, like, bow down to these people, and I didn't want that to happen. And I just started meeting more people. Um, I started having the conversation I was supposed to have, and I just told Tommy, I was like, hey, I'm quitting. Like, not for me anymore. Like, I'm not going to come out here, pay the money, waste my time to get dimed, be angry when I go home because, you know. Yeah. Not that everybody's not pulling their weight. It's just not fun. Like, you know, you know you've been on – everybody's been on a team that's gotten dog-walked. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody's ever gotten a, been on a team that's gotten dog-walked on a schedule. Like, at 6 and 7 o'clock, we knew we were getting our asses whooped. By 8 o'clock, we were at the I'm bar. I'm sorry for laughing. But it's true. You're right, bro. I, I've, been on, I've gotten dog-walked, but I've never been on a 17-game a dog-walk losing streak. Yeah, no, it was terrible. That's like, pretty awful. It was, I mean, like, to, to – because you, like you said, you, you, you hate losing more than you like winning. So, like, to lose and have no And just know option. it was coming. They, right. We might as well have changed our team name to Forfeit. Like, <laughs> it was bad. But Tommy talked me out of it. He said, no, you're not quitting. He said, you're, you're just, you're close. You're real close. And I, I hate that because nobody really knows. Like, you know, Michigan thinks Harbaugh's close. Like, right. try again. But... So I just stayed in it. I said, okay, I'll give it one more shot. He said, I'm going to introduce you to some people. Um, that's how I got to meet Taz. Um, <laughs> shout out to Taz. This is my favorite story to tell. Uh, he said, I'm going to have Taz play with you. I need, he knew I needed a sub. I said, Taz? That was a Taz. And he said, he'll be there. I said, okay. And I never met Taz. And you guys don't know Taz. Um, he looks like Bill Goldberg. Um, and probably whoop your ass like it too. I said probably. He will whoop your ass I get to. Yeah. Um, he did a couple sit-downs. Yeah. So uh, I always get to the field early if I can. And I get there, and I, I thought I'd be the first person there. Well, Taz beat me there. He was standing in my dugout. I'd never met him before. Right. So I walk over. I said, hi, my name's Taz. I play third base. Okay. <laughs> so our third baseman had just happened to get there. <laughs> Shout out Gator, future street kid, Jay Jeffrey. Uh, Gator is terrible. All effort, no talent. I said, hey, guess what? You play first base now. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, this is Taz. He plays third base. Just told me. Uh, Taz and I have been friends ever since. Part of the Warriors family. You can see him on uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why I stayed in it and why I just got the passion for it. And then um, we started to win games. We started – First, we started to be competitive, and that was that was just enough taste to say, yeah. you know, now I think we're close. Right. Then we win some games, and then we did what we did last year on Sundays. <laughs> right. And then I, I'd be remiss. I know I've made some changes, but Jeff Nikas, thank you for bringing me into South Bend. I would have never played South Bend if it weren't for that St. Joe team. We won that fall championship. Um, we were the same way. We were cut from the same cloth. Just kind of clashed a little bit, had to go different ways. But that first St. Joe team we had, absolutely terrible. I'm still part of the Facebook group that's dormant. It was the St. Joe Shitbirds. That's how bad we were. But then we, but then we changed a few pieces, came back in that fall season, and just dominated. And it's those moves that I know have to be made, and that's what I'm trying to do. So for me, the why is just, I feel like... Well, how'd you get into it first? Well, how how did I get into it? Um, Well, I got into it uh, from Billy Cole, actually, and Jay Nice, and a couple of ex... um, They were Amish, but they're no longer Amish, but they no longer play softball, so I don't know what you'd call them. 
Um, has Jonah, been. Yeah, <laughs> Jonah and Melbo uh, played for Strays. It was a younger Strays, no Luke, none of those guys, no disrespect, but just none of those guys at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Billy Cole and Tony Masick and them had me out of Goshen. Um, and I was playing outfield back then. So that's when I was yeah. 210 and going to get it. And I, I, one of my one of my best stories is, yes, Jason, it's about you. Um, got to the park, and I'm like, oh, we're playing this Jay Jeffrey guy. You know, he's a Hall of Famer, great great player, you know. And I was – so I was out in the outfield, and my normal self, just <laughs> like Jay, why we're cut from the same cloth, as I was said, hey, who, which one of you are Jay Jeffrey? <laughs> Actually, I said, who the F is yeah. Jay Jeffrey? I don't want to say it on screen, but that's what I said. And uh, he was like, me. And I was like, well, you can hit anywhere you want tonight, but don't hit it here. <laughs> and he didn't hit it to me, but he did hit it everywhere else, and we did get baptized. <laughs> but needless to say, um, that's kind of how I got into it. And then the why is just, you know, like, well, it was a mistake, too, because I was getting really solid at it. And then I got a call to come back and play baseball in college, and I took that offer. And I took it not knowing anything really about softball at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know there was travel. I thought it was just league. Right, yeah. You know, I didn't know. that. Like, Jay said on our podcast, like, he knew when he started playing, he could play in Elkhart. And then there was an upper league. He didn't know, like, to go to <laughs> even South Bend, which yeah. is 15 minutes, you know. So, looking back, I wish I wouldn't have made that choice. And I would have just stuck with softball and said, screw it. Uh, but I did. And, you know, I got a degree and all those things, so that's cool. But, um, so... The why is just, man, there's something about that feeling when that grass is just just a little wet, just a little moist, the chalk's lined up, and you just go and get it. And that, that, that competition, man, I mean, I, I do, however, that's why I'm taking this health thing so serious because I want to be, maybe not back in the outfield I'd like to be, but I want to be in a position to compete at the level I did, um, which I'm losing time because I am 33, so... Yeah, I'm 35 and older eligible this year, and that's, like... Now, I got to the game late, though, super right. late. Like, I was 29, I think. I think I was 27 or 28. 20, well, 25, and then I left for two years for... Yeah, because I, I think about some of that young talent that we have and what it could be, um, you know, Elijah just turned 21, yeah. Stingray's 23. I think so. Um, Matt's 26, C, 27. Yeah, he's 26. C. 24, 25, yeah. or 23, 24, something like that. Um, just these young guys that could do something. Like, they're getting into it early enough that they may right. see. And that's that's where I want to lead them. Like, okay. And I won't be mad if they get away, you know. Right. Like, I just want to be that guy that, like, helps start careers, gets these young guys in. Because, I mean – I've gone from having the shittiest team in the history of shitty teams. Like, they could make movies about us. And, like... Not Rudy movies. No, either. not Rudy. No, like... Like, uh, Billy Bob Thornton could be me in the movie. That's how bad we were. Right. To now I have the Garage Squad co-ed team. Uh, I never thought I would play co-ed softball. Um, we have the... Uh, men's Niles team that I'm using as a farm system for the Wednesday team. Like, I've gone from shitty team to having a farm system. Right. And those guys know it. Uh, they're, some of them are newer to the game, um, not as proven as the guys on Wednesday. The Wednesday roster is hard to crack for what we have right now. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hate to keep blowing us up because if we get fucking blown, I swear to God, like, I have this gut feeling that I'm, we're going to talk about this and we're just going to get smashed one time and I'm it's not gonna be pretty. You'll lose your mind. I not I might not be the only one. <laughs> um but I also have put myself in a position where I have to make the tough decisions like if somebody's underperforming, do I bring one of these young bucks up? Like but then I also have uh more of just a branding from a branding aspect. We have I have a women's team now too. Yeah. We have the Lady Warriors. Angie's really in charge of that. I'm not really a whole part of that, but I definitely am supporting it. Um and I'm a director, like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm in charge of Tyler's now. Um, quick plug for that: leagues are filling up fast, super fast. Um, I have to put some teams down that messaged me today, um, and the secure the bag tournament that thousand dollars guaranteed. Um, as long as we get ten teams or more, 
starting to get some a guy messaged me today from a town I've never even heard of in Michigan up north saw it on postings coming down sweet um, so teams are starting to fill up that we get that smoke but I mean that's that's kind of I mean the the career arc I guess right. and then just I don't want to plateau I mean there's right. there's definitely more stuff I mean I'm gonna uh, put these young and hungries into some ASA tournaments. I found out none of them are really rated, so we're going to play e-ball and we're going to start from the bottom. I right. mean, I don't want to get cocky and go, you know, oh, I think we can compete. <laughs> no, no, I've done that. I've taken taken my licks. I know where we should start and build from there. And if I could just get that legacy, I mean, talk about Taz. I put a Taz and um, his stepson Will. Is, you know, he's 16. Right. I'm not going to take anything away from his baseball. He's, I mean, he's. He's got a scouting page already, 16. Right. Maxi. Maxwell. Maxi just turned 16. Mr. Machado. Max going to be a dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Max on the Sunday team. Will's a sub. Like, these guys get that chance to play in the summer, and then hopefully once they they make their, you know, right. transition, they come back from whatever they do, they'll say, hey, Joel's still running teams. And then I just want it to be, like, a breeding ground for just success around here. And I want to give Dakota Jackson a big shout-out. He actually runs the Men's Adult Baseball League in Niles at Thomas Stadium, and that thing is killing it. Yeah. Um, And what they're doing down there, restoring the park, um, that's kind of what I want to do with Tyler's. Now, Tyler's is a newer park. Obviously, it's not as esteemed as Thomas. Thomas, But getting people to say, hey, I want to go play at Tyler's, you know, or I want to to play in Joel's tournaments, or I don't want to play the Warriors, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of different ideas. Right. Just to be known, I guess, is... So that, like, the next question was, what are your goals? And you definitely hit them all. Yeah. So, you know, for me, goal-wise, um, I just think I got a lot left. And I think that, you know, this might be arrogant. might not be. But I feel like if I do what I need to do with this health journey and get back to 235, 220, I'm going to be making some different moves. And, you know, there's a couple teams... Um, and, you know, one thing Jay and I have talked about many times, too, is, like, is playing together on another level. And, I mean, that's all up to me. Um, so that's, you know, that's something that – because the hitting is it. It's the defense and the other things yeah. that but, I need and to work I, I'm on. not going to take anything away from your hitting because I'm 34 years old, never hit a home run at any le- – well, I hit one at elite, but it's 90 feet to right <laughs> field and a mush ball. Um, so I can't really do it, but as a lot of people say, and it's one of my favorite phrases when we all start to gas each other up, Jay always says it, slow pitch underhand. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you can hit it, right. hit it, you know. Right. And that's, I mean, that's stuff that these guys have been sharing, uh, TK, Jay, the, those Ryan Harvey videos. Yeah, I've been, videos I've been eating them up. Bro. He's disgusting. Ryan, like, yeah, I watched that last. Just the tutorials he yeah. gives. like, And he's just like us. His video quality is coming from, I guarantee it's coming from an iPad. iPad or Because it's sitting crooked sometimes, and his yeah. words don't match up with his mouth. But yeah. the lesson is there. And Absolutely. just the stuff that I've learned that uh, I'm going to probably take BP tomorrow or Friday for one of the first times in a long time. since I mean, since we went out to Rose and just kind of see. Right. And yeah. you guys on the team need to be watching these, and I'm going to actually timestamp this. So we're about... 49 minutes in so we're gonna wrap it up just come to this part because i got something lined up i gotta find the field to do it but i want to run a scrimmage between the wednesday squad and the sunday squad i know there's some transitional players that are on both sides so we're gonna have to figure that out logistically um some of you might not be happy with the team you're playing on just know that you're playing within the family it's it's to get reps are you sure they want that are you sure you want it I don't think because, the Wednesdays want, or the Sundays want well, the Wednesdays. I, see, this is where I hope this happens. Okay. I hope the Wednesday team, and I'm going to be out keeping book for both. So I hope the Wednesday team comes in like they're just going to eat them alive. Okay. And I hope these young and hungry show them something. I hope so too. Because I, those Sunday guys, the biggest question I keep getting from the Sunday guys, why not Wednesday? And I got to tell them, well, you know, you haven't really earned it yet. So I want to give them a shot just to see. What the competition's like, where to come from. I dig it. But then it also gets all reps. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh it gets yeah. Gets us out I'm on not, the field. As as a varsity player, I gotta, and I don't want to call them JV because that's not. I haven't I'm not yet, that person. I haven't, that's why I keep calling the farm system. Yeah. So as <laughs> as the varsity guy to the farm guys, I mean, so for, to the from the MLB to the AAA. Yeah. Like, 
I gotta give. I mean, that's what happens, right? So when you played the varsity in high school or the JV, you know, yeah. you're like you gotta let them know. Right. Like, I mean, I'm there. Y'all want if y'all want free smoke, come get it with us. Yeah, I just hope they can compete, and I think they can. Problem is, we do have a lot of duplicate people, and um, we'll figure it out. But um, I think it'll be a good time. Yeah. Also, a good time if you guys want to see some softball. It's gonna be cold, but it's full. Uh, that snowball that Jay's running, the 30th Plym Park. Uh, six teams. We split the Warriors co-ed family up for that. I got a team in it. Princess got a team in it. Uh, some teams coming from Laporte. Uh, I don't know who the other. Uh, I think Boozin is in it too. Jess, I think you're in it. Um, so that'd be a good time. That's that's another reason I'm in the community because it never stops. Like we take little breaks. Like right. sometimes we don't want to talk about it and then we wind up talking about it anyway. Right. But it's January 30th is when we're gonna be playing outside in the right. cold, frozen. For no reason. Well, you will be. I'll be sitting in Nashville, 54 degrees and sunny, and I'll be okay. It'll feel like a heat wave. To Keep me. rubbing it in. I'm going to pray for rain. <laughs> but, yeah. I so, won't pray for you guys to go 0-2 yet. Nah, <laughs> man, I don't think we're going to go 0-2. 1-2 and 0-2. And and guys get home I, about I'll give time. us. I'll <laughs> give us 4-2. and two. And I, I mean, I'm not in that tournament. Nobody else I know is in that tournament, so I, I do hope they win. But it's always going to be busting balls. Oh no, there's people in it. Savage is in it. Oh okay. Sean is Savage team. They don't want to smoke. <laughs> but you know they're young. They're hungry too, and they're gonna they're gonna definitely put some uh, some people to, to bed because some people are gonna look at them and be like, oh, these are just a bunch of kids. Hey, look at Those what kids we, can play. Look at what we did last year. At Toys for Tots. We played. The, and they kind of had a JV and varsity. The Bang Bros? Yeah. Bang Bros whooped our ass. Yeah. And they were supposed to be the little brothers. And then we played Cartel, who was supposed to be the big brothers. And they beat us by one in oh, seven it was innings. One of those yeah, no, it was one in seven innings. It was, now, this is not impressive. It was seven to six in an adult slow pitch game. Uh, pitcher's duel. Shout out Toast. Uh, we just couldn't hit the ball. But. That kind of put us on the map. Kind of that gave me the motivation to come into the season the way I have, playing that. They're not upper upper by any means, but they're definitely better. They're a higher level than us. Right. And it was just a good time. So I hope you guys have a good time in Nashville. Thank we'll be you. out there on the thirtieth. Like I said, if you haven't signed your team up yet, Sunday, Monday coed, Sunday men, Tuesday men. Um, all the leagues are starting to fill up. Um, I haven't gotten to the cap in any of them yet, but I know that Sunday co-ed is getting close. Okay. I think I have like eight to nine teams already. Let's go. And it's January. Let's so go. Um, Get on the ball, guys. Let me know. Um, other than that, I think that's it. Jelly. Tsunami. Out. Out.